Really good. Man, rest in peace to Luther. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, it's the Quincy Harris Morning Show with K Fox right here on 100.3 WRB. It is 75 degrees going up to 89. So it's cool. Wear your coats. <laughs> Don't wear your coats. Wear your coats, your your gloves. I actually have a coat on right now because it's chilly in the studio. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it it happens. Yeah. You know, 89 degrees right now is, that's like, it feels like it's 40. Because we've had a heat wave. It's still, it's smoking blazing hot. <laughs> smoking blazing hot. All of it. Smoking blazing hot. You feel it as soon as you come outside. It's like, woo. You know what? It's so funny. Someone's career is like that. Smoking, blazing hot. You feel it as, as soon as you see this person. Will Smith. That's right. Philadelphia's own. He's an icon living. That was a... His son, Jaden, yeah. has his... Okay. Anyway, he has a, a, a mural in West Philadelphia that they just put up. And we have Will Smith here. Well, kind of. Will Smith just did this interview with our good friends, uh, Elliot Wilson and, and B-Dot from Rap Radar. And he... He lays it out. It's like an hour interview. He's talking about everything, you know. Um, for like the last five or six years, we we really haven't seen Will, and recently he's come to you know the world of social media, and we've been so happy. And this is what he said. Well, in you know when I when I started, the 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 only way to be a movie star was through uh, distance and mystery and mystique right that was the 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 way is that you Passed know down it, yeah, yeah you could yeah. see me on july 4th in the movie theater or <laughs> right. you're not gonna see me right. right so that was the way keeping that distance was how you maintained uh, star power, star power. Yeah. and in the last five years that shifted uh much more to a friendship model like people support um, artists that they feel like they know thoroughly that they're friends, right? So that the social media, the the daily interaction is much more like a family friendship kind of interaction mm. that is an audience demand for you know their loyalty. Mm -hmm. But is there such thing as revealing too much? Um, not in this world. Mm. Um, too much that that's it's personal. You know, like it's it's what can you handle? You know, I think one of the major, um, one of the, the beautiful parts of social media that I think is a beautiful evolutionary thing is that social media demands authenticity, mm. right? So social media pushes you more and more into having to reveal what's true yeah, and because really if you don't you know tmz is going to right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. you know so it's um you know it's a beautiful thing i'm and i'm actually enjoying the push mm -hmm. right nobody's happy who doesn't get to be themselves right mm -hmm. so the 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 eyes and ears of the world are starting to demand more and more authenticity where you gotta say what's true mm -hmm. for you and live or die by what that is so i'm enjoying the uh the social demand for authenticity. Yeah. I'm coming into a space. How, how have you maintained your authenticity? You know, it's really interesting. It's it's like the the idea. I I, I haven't maintained my authenticity per se. Mm. I've maintained my character, right? I've maintained um, my beliefs, character in two senses, I've maintained my character of Will Smith and I've maintained my personal character of what I believe in. So, but in terms of authenticity, the character 
Will Smith signs every autograph and is always happy and wants to see the fans and is always in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And that's actually not authentic. Mm. Right? I actually I do want to slap some somebody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every once in a while. So in terms of authenticity, I, I have successfully maintained positivity mm. and now I'm working more to maintain authenticity. I'm granting myself the freedom to not give a f when I don't give a f yeah. right? And now I'm working into a space of much more uh, authenticity. It's funny, that's funny, that reminded me, uh, I was in Russia, I don't know, it was like probably a year and a half, two years ago, I don't know if y'all remember when the, the, like one of the reporters tried to kiss me, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I slapped right. him, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so I was in Russia, so I get back, and I'm pissed, like that somebody, <laughs> like, think because you're famous, they get to do whatever they want to do to right. you. So I'm in my room, and I have 10 urgent messages from Jay-Z, right? And I'm like, or, like, Jay don't hit you, or he's like, call me now with exclamation points. And I was like, yo, like, Jay, Jay don't do that. Right. So I get in, I go, yo, what's up? And he sounds winded. He's like, yo, yo, what's up, man? What's up? So, yo, what was happening? He said, hey, I just saw the video of you slapping the dude in Russia. He said, I just want you to know you'll never make a better piece of entertainment. <laughs> he said, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. He said, me and B, we got a show tonight, and we thinking about canceling it and just staying in and watching you slap this dude on. <laughs> I was like, but it was like, it was... And, you know, we talked about it after. He was like, it was such a breath of fresh air to see you just be yeah. authentic. Wow. Yeah. Love that. That was a good piece of uh, footage there. Yeah, because he, he, the way he slapped him, like, <laughs> he, he thought about it a little bit. He was like, man, this mother. Yeah, he wanted to punch him, but yeah. then he just gave him a little tap instead. Yeah. And I like like we just said about um, a Tina Turner, right? Like her, her son passing away. Like. You have to deal with this stuff publicly. Everything you have to deal with publicly, and people feel like you're not a human being. It's like, oh, I've seen you on TV. I pay for your movie. I pay for your. I watch your TV show. I own you. That's what I feel like. That's what people feel. And not to mention, when you are dealing with a celebrity in the public eye, you do something to them, you can sue them. People yeah. feel like if you attack me, if I if I egg you on enough and you put hands on me I will sue you you yeah. know so they kind of put them in that situation on purpose yeah but I love Will Smith on uh, YouTube I love him on, on Instagram but we have more in 10 minutes with, with Will Smith you know you remember you know Press, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he, he had the, the interaction with his father who wasn't there Ben Vereen played his dad yep. and his dad left it was a legendary scene where at this scene people are like Will Smith is not just this funny actor he really can act yeah and we'll talk about that. Ten minutes. Will Smith, right here on the Quincy Harris Morning Show with K Fox, right here on 100.3 WRMB. One, right here on July 5th. Woohoo! It's like extended weekend for everybody. Right. It's going up to 89 degrees today. Uh, Will Smith just dropped uh, in a really uh, in-depth interview with uh, Rap Radar, Elliot Wilson, B. Dot Miller, and uh, you know, in this interview, he's talking about. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I love Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This is like when, you know, we saw Will Smith go from just, you know, funny rapper who's, you know, acting in his videos to like primetime NBC. I mean, this was big. Yeah, I think it's one of the only theme songs that you can play at a party in the height of it. Yeah. And people know all the words, Absolutely. right? Till this day. This is Will Smith talking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, when, when, um, 
when we started the show, um, it was a lot of uh, there was a lot of hate around the idea when people was like you know rap in prime time you know the hip hop culture in prime time can't work and you know Fresh Prince was Monday night at eight so it was like awesome. you know dead center starting the week so there was a lot of uh, it was a it was a, a really insecure uh, time for me and I had never acted and. Uh, because Quincy picked me, nobody actually ever asked me if I could act, mm. right? So I, I didn't, you know, I auditioned at Quincy's house at his birthday one night. <laughs> he, like, cleared out the living room and right. was like, yo. You know, so Quincy, Quincy did that, but nobody had ever asked me if I could act, right? So uh, Quincy had seen my music videos and stuff like that, so he assumed that I would be able yeah. to. But once when I got on the set of Fresh Prince, like... It was that it was big dogs on that set. James Avery had 40 years of stage experience, right. <laughs> you, you know, by the time he was stepping on, onto that, you know, Alfonso Ribeiro had already been in the business right. for yeah. 14 years, you know, so welcome with Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so everybody around me in, in that time was was, you know, serious, real deal performers. Um, Janet Hubert. Janet Hubert Witten was a was a triple threat who could sing, dance, and act. Like that's so, such a rare right. uh, commodity. In, in that situation, I felt both intimidated but protected at the same time. So I felt confident that that I would find my way. And um, the mouthing of everybody's uh, mouthing of everybody's words was terrible for like the first six episodes because <laughs> yeah. I, I learned the whole screenplay. So I, I didn't learn just my lines. I learned everybody's lines because right. I, I was like, I will not be on this set and not be, you Mask know, performing. <laughs> yeah, performing at the level. Uh, so I was mouthing. You can still see it if you, you watch the first, like the first six episodes. It was like uh, Karen Parsons was the first person. It was like, you have to stop that. Because <laughs> yeah. she was like, you are throwing me off. So I was like, and I didn't even realize it. No, you had a great relationship with your father. You know, I know mm -hmm. he passed away a year and a half year ago. Half, but, yeah. you know, that scene has taken on a life of its own on the internet, you know, with you and Ben Vereen and yeah. why he don't want me no more. Yeah. It makes everybody cry. Like, what was the source of inspiration for that particular scene? Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, that The behind the scenes of that, um, James Avery was uh, relentlessly on me to elevate. Like, James Avery wouldn't give me a damn inch like everything I said, everything I did for James Avery was like, nope, not good enough. You know, he was like, if you, you have this position, look where you are, look what you are blessed with. He was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not accepting anything other than absolute uh, committed perfection from you. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was balling, you know. So I was, uh, you know. <laughs> and James Avery wouldn't give me nothing. And it's like, he was, he was the model for me. James Avery was no like he was so uh, like serious and like I would look at him and and he just had that acting power that I wanted to have right mm. and you know he was listening to my music and I nope 
Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and so we're doing that scene, and I'm having a hard time getting so the scene. So he's off on the side watching yeah, the scene. He's, uh, you know, he was off because we were rehearsing yeah. and everything. So, And then it comes to the moment, and we're in the scene together, right? So we're doing it, and I'm, I'm messing up the lines because I want it so bad. And we're in front of the audience, and I'm doing it, and I'm furious. And he holds on me. He says, hey. He's like, relax. Relax. It's already in there. You know what it is. He was like, look at me. Use me. Don't act around me. Act with me. He's like, so he's talking me through it and everything. So I get it together. So I do the scene and, you know, the thing. And he hugs me at the end. And while he's hugging me, he whispers in my ear. He said, that's acting right there. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, (laughs) it makes me teary right now. Because it was like I was using... He, I was using him. Yeah. I wanted him to want me. I wanted him to approve of me. Mm. So actually in that scene with him, yeah, I was yeah, transferring yeah, that yeah. energy onto James Avery. Wow. Man. I can hear Will Smith talk forever. I know. It's like he's so wise. I'm like, keep talking. Keep talking. But, you know, just in that right there, it shows you that anyone that's trying to be great, you have to have people around you that are great pouring into you and you have to be able to accept constructive criticism yeah yeah to grow yeah it was and that's dope because you know it was called the fresh prince of bel-air like and he could have missed that moment and missed those different moments in his career if he didn't listen to a james avery uncle phil you know at that time like and a lot of people like well i'm not here for uncle phil i'm here for will smith yeah and he like he said he was balling oh man listen we have another piece yes can't wait now will smith with him, he's talking about him and Jada, the passion behind their relationship, the deal breakers in their marriage. Or are, are there any? Exactly. 10 minutes away. Keep it locked right here to the Quincy Harris Morning Show with Kate Fox, right here at 100.3 WRMB. We're talking Will Smith all day long. Woo. He just dropped an interview uh, with uh, Rap Radar, uh, Elliot Wilson, B. Miller, yesterday, hour long. They're talking about. Freshman to Bel Air, they're talking about just you know how why he came to social media, and they also talked about his relationship with his wife Jada Pinkett Smith. It's funny, Ruby D died uh, a few few years ago, and her and Ozzy Davis have been together for fifty years. Yeah. So me and Jada was was struggling hard. So we went to go talk to Ruby D. So we sit down and Ruby, she was just so just, you know, when people have that look, like when they just you just understand they get life. They got it. Right. You don't know what it is, but you can just see the look where they got it. And Ruby got that look and she's sitting. So Ruby turns Ruby turns to Jada and she said, How long how long you know him? And Jada said, at the time, it was 17. She said, I've known him for 17 years. Ruby said, 17 years? You don't even know him yet. Wow. Right? (laughs) (laughs) She said, just relax. And that was her whole advice. She's like, you don't even know him yet. And it was like the idea that 17 years, you don't even know him yet. And that is so deeply true. It's like... um, as much as marriage is a relationship commitment, it really is a singular commitment to yourself that you are going to use your marriage to develop yourself. 
right? Marriage demands that you be the best version of you mm. or it ain't going to work. Mm. <laughs> right? So, you know, that she, you know, Ruby really locked us into that space where Jada and I realized that we were on individual journeys. We were both trying to force a marriage when actually, you know, if, if you know, you think of us in terms of a seed and soil, are, are they married, right? Is a seed, it's not married to the soil, it's just growing together, both doing what they were designed to do. And me and Jada sort of found ourselves into that space where um, we, don't even, we don't even say we're married anymore. We, we, we refer to ourselves as life partners, right? Mm -hmm. Where you get into that space when you realize you are literally with somebody for the rest of your life. There's no deal breakers. Mm -hmm. There's nothing she could do, ever. Nothing that would break our relationship. She has my support till death. Right. You know what I mean? And it feels so good to get to that space where you're not complaining and worrying and demanding that a person be a certain thing to sort of satiate your ego deficiencies, you know? You're not demanding that somebody be a certain thing so you feel better about yourself, you know? And we've sort of come into this really beautiful place. Uh, she said a couple of months ago, she said, you know what, people think love is red. It's not, it's blue. It's like water. It's not like fire, right? And I was like, it's just such yeah. a deep concept. And, you know, coming in, uh, into that space, this, this right now uh, is the best time in my life ever. Wow. Woof. Wow. I want to get to where he's at. I think you got to go Where through. they're at. Yeah. Where they are at. Yeah. You know what? I think you have to go through what you think a marriage is and then you gotta say this ain't working and then you just strip down you gotta strip down literally like physically mentally emotionally yeah cause uh, you know you know you go into marriage now I'm, I'm about to start talking like Will <laughs> you go into <laughs> marriage tell me what you've learned hold on let me bring this music down after I'm nine sorry. years let me bring this music down 743 we're live we're local you can't believe it either. It's, it's the day after 4th of July. You, but the thing is, you come into marriage, and I'm only nine years is nothing. It go, it went by like this. Wow. Kids, like this. But you go in with like this preconceived notion of what you think a husband should be and whatever you thought a wife should be, and then you start doing that. Like, I need, well, when people are married, they do this, and the husband says, you woman, and then... So then you do that for a couple years or however long. It's like, that's not working for us. And you got to start writing your own rules, which is great. Yeah. And then you have to start implementing your own rules. And once you start implementing your own rules, it's like, all right, this is how we're going to rock out. That's how. And then I feel like you think about with Will and, and Jada, like their life has been moving like light years. Like they don't live the same way we live. Like he's in, I think they did this interview. Where were they? Budapest. Budapest. Wow. When's the last time you've been to Buddha? Boy, you probably never, been. I've never no. been to okay. Budapest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I was asking the wrong person. Last year around May. No, I've never been right? to Budapest, but yes, I, I. So their lives are very different. So they they got to figure out how it works for them. And he said after 17 years of marriage, when they went for counseling, she said they know nothing about each other after 17 years. I would have to agree. Yeah. Wow. I'm 20 in, and I will say like that 16, 17 year mark. It's 
it tests you and you do learn new things. And then you also grow and you as grow. an individual. Yeah. So you got to rediscover yourself too and learn the other person again. Well, speaking of people who've been together learning themselves uh, separately and I guess uh, together, T.I. and Tiny. Whoa. I don't know if you heard about them. Uh, T.I.'s wife, Tiny, she revealed that she hired a private investigator to find out if he was cheating. Was he really cheating? <laughs> or was he just in this marriage exploring? You know that she answer, could have any of us. We could have helped her with that and saved yeah, a couple dollars. Exactly. But we'll talk about that at 8.05. Coming up in four minutes, guess what? Randy with the singing traffic, he is back in four minutes. It's 7.45. Keep it locked right here to the Quincy Harris Morning Show with Kate Fox. Good morning, y'all.